You're listening to the Less Stress in Life podcast. Your hosts, Deb Timmerman and Barb Fletcher, are on a mission to help individuals and organizations manage stress and change. Together, they bring you real conversations, inspirational stories, and strategies to help move you from being stressed to feeling your best. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Deb Timmerman. Welcome to our series of 52 Practical Tools for Less Stress in Life. Today is episode 19. I'm Barb Fletcher, and our goal in this podcast is to give you tools and strategies to help you from moving to being from being stressed to being your best. So this week, we had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Jeep Nam and his wife, Vanessa. They are both uh, relationship coaches, and they teamed up together in 2019 to focus on working with physician couples. And our conversation with them was all about the biggest factors that cause stress between husband and wife. And we'll release that podcast later this week. But today we'd like to talk about how stress in marriages and life partnerships affect other relationships in the home. So Barb, we talked about how being calm and being in a regulated state affects our ability to be present. Can you talk about how our stress and stress between marriage or life partners carries over to our children and others in the home? Well, it's really about the energy that we give off. And and that's a, a new way of thinking about showing up. I think in the past, our perspective was if we were there, that was good enough. At the same time, we now know and research shows us that the energy we give off in situations actually influences the people around us. So if we're experiencing job stress or if we're feeling financial stress, carries over to everyone in the home, even though maybe we're not even talking about it. So we have the ability to co-regulate. So what does that mean? Well, it really means that we, as I said, influence the energy of the other people. So people either level up or say level down to where we're at. And so if you've ever had a conversation where it may have gotten heated, it might just become more and more heated as time goes on and people become louder and the person that you're having the conversation with may be trying to meet you. They did a great job of talking about how when Jeep would come home after being at the hospital and at the office all day and bring this energy of tiredness when Vanessa was with the kids all day and kind of needed a break too. So Jeep learned that he needed to get into a space where he could be what he called intentionally intuitive about where Vanessa was in the day and what he needed to do to help her feel like she was supported and what they could do to create a harmonious energy in their house. How do we tap into that space of intentional intuition and why is it so necessary for not only our marital relationships, but our children as well? We feel bad when we 
know that we can't show up. I worked with a nurse a few years back who said she was going home at the end of the day feeling like she had nothing left to give. And so we talk about strategies that she might use before she actually went in the house. And the next week she came back to a session and said, interesting enough that kids had changed. And the truth was, it was really about where she was and how she was feeling. So if we want our kids to be well, we really need to use these tools to level up so that they're not experiencing some of the twists and turns that we might have lived throughout the day. Kids don't always have words for it. And we have um, a family member recently when we leveled up with this young person, they were able to articulate that when they felt stressed, they could feel their hands sweating. And so instead of interpreting a behavior that had been seen as non-compliant or difficult, we understood from what he was telling us about what was happening to his physical body, that that was really a stress response. And I think it was a new one for him as well, because without that understanding that that was stress, that translated just into frustration and anger and a wonder about why was this actually happening to him. I think a lot of parents maybe experience that same thing with their children through homeschooling and with homework where you come home from a day at work and maybe your day didn't go very well and you're trying to help your child with homework and it turns into a fight fest or an attitude Mm -hmm. fest. So Mm -hmm. what I hear you saying is that it's never about the other person causing us stress. It's how calm and regulated we are before we start that interaction with them. No question. My husband and I had a conversation the other day and I had been awake in the night and I was worried about something and trying to figure out, figure out in my head how I was going to get everything accomplished. And, and I know better. And so the conversation that he and I have were having got triggered and wasn't the conversation it was the conversation i had had in my head that was creating all the difficulties in the drama and so really important about this is that we don't always get it right and we're not suggesting that that's the expectation of people who skill up it's that we recognize when we may not have gotten it right and we're able to pull back and then adjust and reset to go forward. I think that's a great example. I can think of so many times where I wasn't in a good headspace, or maybe I should say a good heart space, (laughs) where I've had a conversation with my spouse and could go back afterwards and say, after I thought about it, I need to apologize and take a different route. I can't say that I did that in my first marriage. I don't think I was aware of 
those emotional things that I carried and boy did I bring them to that relationship and to our household. Many times there would be an explosion and it was all about what I it was all about me basically and how mm-hmm. my day had gone at work and what little I had left to show up and be in that space. There wasn't anything left. So we want to bring our best home to our family or that's at least our intention. But if we don't have some tools to transition out of our day, doing so is really challenging. Mm. I think there's an element of trust that needs to be in place as well for us to find that ease and that calm. And that may have been one of the challenges. I I had a similar first marriage and the second one looks quite different because of my, I guess, aging and my deeper understanding. But also I think there's a, you know, there's a deeper level of trust and, and knowing that there's a, a common space for us to land. But those tools are so important. And one of the f- most important ones is really coherent communication. And, and what does that mean? Well, it's really being in that ease and flow of a conversation when we're actually listening to what the other person has to say and feeling into that we're not necessarily thinking about what's going to be our next sentence in response to what they've said which is how we live a lot of our lives we someone takes us to a certain place and we're going to be on top of that it's really about managing those undercurrents of emotions um, with each other. Just like the conversation I had with my husband, instead of allowing that to influence the whole day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what you're saying is there's a carryover effect to our conversations and those interactions that we have. How do we get people to recognize and understand that our energy becomes their energy. What are some ways that we can work with that? I think by slowing down and observing how the other person may be reacting to us, we may get a sense of the energy we're bringing to this conversation. Until we become very aware of and being purposeful, it's a bit of a a hit and miss. But We always know when we go into a room and the room has some people who've had a challenging life or experience, and we know how how drained we are. So that's a good indicator of what energy are we bringing to the situation? Are we adding or are we actually taking away? Can you share some tools for parents? What can they do to transition from... Uh, space to home space so that there's sort of a buffer and a way to check in and make sure that you're bringing your best self into your home. Job space to home space is even trickier now than it might have been three or four years ago because sometimes it's one and the same. So I think whatever we choose as our tools, we have to be able to do it even if we're working from home because we still need them. So just like that nurse I spoke about, I encouraged her to take just a few minutes sitting outside in her driveway before she went in her home and take some breaths, some purposeful breaths 
to renew her energy and clear things that she might have been bringing home. Sometimes it's about the music that you're listening to on the way home. If we've had a bad day and we have the radio turned on and we're listening to the news, that's not necessarily going to create a more regulated um, system for us. You know, we might've been difficult before we left work and we've just added to it with what we've been listening to. We drive um, on our way home, we drive by the river and that's a very calming experience for us. We, we notice the beauty and there's two ways to get to our house. One's through some woods and, and another's along the river. And, you know, even if the river route was longer, we take it because of how it makes us feel. Um, those moments of breath before you enter the house. I think last week we talked about earthing and grounding and using those visualizations to help get us back in our body. That would be another great one to do in the car. And when I was working and understood this more, I used the spa channel on the way home. I had serious radio and I would need to take some breaths in the car when I stopped working. And then before I walked in the house, both. Otherwise, I would miss all those good things on the way home and I would drive home like an automaton. I had a 45 minute plus commute for several years and I would drive all the way home and sometimes think, how the heck did I get here? It's just monotonous. You're burned out, no energy left, and you're in that zone. So if you're going to use those tools of noticing and mindfulness what's around you and the beauty sometimes you have to tap into that before you get in the car one of the things i want people to understand is they're not bad people because this is happening to them the only challenge is that they just aren't aware and so when they have these tools they can find that ease when they enter the home, it's, it's, you know, we have a whole society that is experiencing families and relationships just like this unconsciously. Yeah. So here's our call to action this week. We'd like you to think about your marriages and your partnerships and really gain an awareness about how much stress you're bringing with you and contributing to your home. If your home or marriage isn't as peaceful and loving as it could be, use simple tools like the ones that we talked about can be really helpful. And we offer many, many uh, opportunities throughout the month to learn free tools or participate in some of our programs. So you can watch our Facebook page and our websites for those learning opportunities. So until next time. Ta-ta. Less stress in life is possible. If you're new to this kind of thinking and would like to explore what's possible for you, we'd love to connect. You can reach us through our website at lessstressinlife.com. That's lessstressinlife.com.